and then they saw me in a bra, and that was it. What's going on, Pearl Jam nerds? You're listening to Single Podcast Theory. I am Brad Lyons. And I'm Brad Blazek, motherfucker. Oh, he's got some energy today. <laughs> What's up, dude? Oh, not much. Taking deep breaths. Just deep mm-hmm. breaths, bro. <sighs> yeah, there you go. We're doing Isn't that this. nice? Isn't that nice? Mm-hmm. Feels good. Feels real good. Good to, good to hear your voice, man. Yeah, you too. Good it's to have a little the bit. usual technical difficulties when mm-hmm. we get started. <laughs> Always have to FaceTime each other. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No matter how and many then, times we've done this, we just you know, right? And then it magically fixes itself. Yeah. True. True. Every IT guy's nightmare. Mm-hmm. But um, what we're on episode one sixty four. We're gonna yes. talk about long way. We're doing kind of a dump here. There's been a bunch of music for the last few months. <laughs> coming in and out with the Flag Day soundtrack and Eddie releasing Long Way. Uh, so we're going to cover Long Way and then, what, three songs off of the uh, Flag Day soundtrack? Yes. Have you listened to the, the whole thing? I haven't listened to the whole thing, but I've listened to kind of jumped around. Jumped around. Like right? I listened to the Olivia Vetter songs and the mm-hmm. Eddie songs and a couple of the Cat Power songs. Right on. I... Uh, yeah, I, I made it through all of it and listened to a few songs twice, but I can't wait yeah. to talk about it. Yeah. So what else is going on with you, man? How's work? Uh, you know, not bad. The, um, what do you call that thing that's going on in the world right now? Um, uh, chaos and catastrophe? Yeah, the whole thing about, there's a word for like how supply chain Okay. Is that it? You know how the supply I mean, that's chain is messed up? Yeah. So well, it's like... Yeah, lots of... Oh, you we'll mean be, specifically for you and your job? Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Like, we'll have a couple of days where... I mean, we, we always have deliveries, but then it's like a truck will come in mm-hmm. and all this shit that's been backed up. Oh, it never, right. Because the supply chain is, is broken. Yeah. Uh, Which we'll, messes up the whole mail system. Right. Yeah. Where, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like you don't know whether you're going to get something in the mail in three right. days or three <laughs> yeah. months. You yeah. Know? So it's just kind of like feast or famine. Yeah. I feel like the, it's, it's like right. that for for a lot of people right now. But It's nice because I'm getting like overtime because like some days we'll work like five or six hours and then the next two days it'll be like 12 hour days and it all just like, adds up to overtime. Right. Well, you know, a little extra change in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Ain't no thing. It's it's also one of those I times mind. where it's just, you know, it's nice to have a job. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> you know? Yeah, definitely. So, well, you know, I'm glad you're getting some overtime out of the deal. You know, I'm a living large over You're living here. large. You always so. do. <laughs> living large in Paris. Yeah. Tennessee. How are you? How are you doing? How's your work? I'm all right. I'm uh busy as fuck. Which yeah. is good. Uh, um in the middle I had let me see here. Two one's like a long EP, one's an EP. Um and we are now in the mix, starting the mix process of both those records. Mm-hmm. So that's been that's been cool to dig into that and just started pre-production on another solo artist record for somebody that's going to be fun and had to write jing- terrible jingles last few weeks <laughs> for, you only know this if you're really in, I think, Alabama, but uh, Jack's Oh, yeah. Hamburgers. The hamburgers? Yeah. yeah. I used to go there. Yeah. Had to do a uh, a jingle for that, yeah. And Jacks, they were like the like the Kmart of McDonald's type places, right? What do you mean? They're just kind of like you know, you got McDonald's, you got Burger King, and then you've got you know, 
Well, the like thing it. about Jack's is actually known more in some ways for its chicken. Because you can get okay. like fried chicken, and you can get, you know, obviously chicken fingers yeah, too. That's but right. like, uh, and the mashed potatoes and gravy, and it's more like a mix between like McDonald's and KFC put right. into one thing, which yeah. is kind of weird. But yeah, I mean, I used to go there when I lived in in Muscle Shoals. Yeah, but not a lot. It always seemed like just cheap, sloppy cheeseburgers. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a little bit better. <laughs> I think, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's still not an ideal situation. Sure. Can you can you food. give us a little jingle? Uh, no, 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 it's that bad. <laughs> no. Well, this is one of those where, um, so people who don't know or have never done this kind of work, like it's the thing you if you're if you can write songs and you're a musician, like you can play instruments, blah blah blah, and then in my case, like I actually get to work out of a, a proper studio with you know, actual recording equipment and shit like that. So sometimes they, they just come to you and they kind of don't know what they want. They have some descriptive words and you try and like kind of drill down on what that is. Right. So those mm. can be fun, not necessarily because the music's going to be anything good, you know, that I'm going to send to my friends, uh, to listen to, but you do learn a lot from it. I mean, it's, it's, it's weird um, for someone like me and the way I normally write and create to do it in such like a, it's almost like paint by numbers. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's real. So you like you, they just come to you and they're like, you literally have to come up with the jingle. Yeah. Like you Brad yeah. lines in the studio. Like right. you're the guy that, wow, that's crazy. So what if you like come up with one, you know, like I'd like to buy the world of Coke. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you make you a lot of mailbox like, money. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Would you make like a lot of money doing that? I mean, yeah. If, I mean, yes. If it was something that oh, wow. big, well, of course, right. yeah, yeah. Because um, that would be my publishing, you know. So oh, that's cool. And when it gets used on national campaigns like that, right? Because you know, that's the thing is we do we do strictly local things for people we do regional right. things for people we do statewide people things for people and then there's national stuff too right like we do a lot of post-production stuff for like what's a big client people wouldn't uh like valvoline we do a lot of right. stuff for a lot of stuff for valvoline mm. and um and that's more on the voiceover sound design kind of thing but but like this one the jacks one is one that i was given lyrics <laughs> written by a copywriter okay at an ad agency who doesn't write music much right. less lyrics and so it was things like it was all built on a rhyme scheme but then they wouldn't rhyme for two phrases and it was like mm. what what is happening <laughs> and uh so i had to kind of like like this job was more sifting through it and massage massage it yeah yeah let's use these words here because this doesn't make any sense because you know blah 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 and mm. And, and like, for example, things that people don't think about, like in this case, I have 30 seconds to get this job done. Mm -hmm. It can't be 31 seconds. Right. And it can't be 29 seconds. It has to be a 30 second ad. And, and in this case, it's not what some people call a tag or a sing out. It's not like there's 25 seconds of silent or of just music instrumental with a voice actor reading the copy. And then there's like a five second little musical thing. This one was, there's no voiceover and it's 30 seconds. It's a song, you know? Right. And that's real challenging. Yeah. You know, people don't think about like, they gave me, there's so many lyrics and they want all of it in there. But then they don't understand that like the way the time works out, that means this has to be a really fast tempo. You know what I mean? Like, you mm -hmm. you got to squeeze all, all this right. shit into 30 seconds, you know? And that's the kind of stuff that becomes really... It's not even about the music at that point. It's really just, like, figuring out the time. Figuring out the tempo that gives you enough cycles of a chord progression or whatever it is to end at 30 seconds, you know? Now, does your brain work in the way that you come up with, like, the most annoying jingle... 
because there's I've always yes. heard that like those annoying ones are the ones that stick with people even right. though they hate it. Oh it's yeah. Like, too bad it's in your brain. One of the very first um and now I'm trying to think of it, but it's I'm I'm just blanking on the actual jingle, but it's and this is a local one, right? Um I won't say the company's name, but it's a it's a jing, it's a company that's been around forever. Like mm-hmm. if you spent any time, you know, living in Birmingham, Alabama, especially, yeah. you've heard these commercials, and there's it's like there's <laughs> they're awful, but yeah, and that's kind of how <laughs> you know because they don't update them for like ten years, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah. it's the same. Like the you know this one got made in the eighties, and it fucking sounds like it, yeah. but they were playing yeah. it to well into the 90s and then yeah. and then my very first job like this that I got when I came to the studio was to re-envision that jingle that I literally remember from being a child like a kid right. you know well that's like um and you can't do it like I just told them I I, fi- <laughs> I I tried it and I was just like wait a second like I'm not trying to talk myself out of a job or anything like that but like why don't we just update the sounds of it? Because you can't get away from this hook that you guys have created mm-hmm. that's terrible. <laughs> like, why would you replace that? Everyone knows that, that yeah. jingle, you know, that melody that's so terrible. Mm-hmm. And and they're like, you're right. And so I just updated the singers and like the kind of the instrumentation or whatever and, and just left it the same. But all that to say is like, to your point, like you can't think of it like you're going to write a piece of art right <laughs> which is normally a... as pretentious as that sounds yeah that's what i mean that's what i that's what i normally do that's my comfort zone that's where i feel comfortable you know and these you really have to lock down that kind of stuff and think like in terms of what's going to get stuck in someone's head and usually that has nothing to do with anything with artistic integrity <laughs> I, I <laughs> or like to bullshit th- like that i like to imagine that you are like getting coffee <clears throat> and the, like they're listening to the radio and one of your like most annoying one comes on. Oh yeah. And the people, people in front of you are like, Oh God, I hate this. I wish I could meet the motherfucker that recorded uh, this. Yeah, I was like, like, I would love this up until you said, I want to meet this motherfucker. <laughs> I'm a non-combatant dude. I, yeah, I'm not getting fired. Oh, no. But, but I would say that that, so you're like, that yeah, resp- fuck that guy. No, no, no. I would say that other than the physical threat, um, I would hear that and go, yeah, it worked. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Because this, the, it's memorable even if it's bad if it's yeah annoying or yeah. whatever like that's what you want you don't want something that's so accessible or so maybe that's the wrong word um you got to be able to get weird with it you know yeah well the you know the empire carpet jingle yeah i mean that's been around that was like local to chicago sure when i was like little yeah but i knew that and i grew up in birmingham yeah but the What's weird is you got the 800 number, yeah, yeah. but for me, there was no 800 number. It right. just started with 588. And so when I got older and then moved to Florida, it I could hear the edit. You know, I would hear the like 800, 588. Like it, it sounded sure. like two separate things it put together. Was. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. But, but that one that one wasn't like annoying so much, you know. That right. I guess that would be like a good um middle ground where it's not super annoying, but it is kind of catchy. Absolutely. Yeah, man. I mean, there's just a lot of things that go into making stuff like that that's um that I've enjoyed because it's it's it gets me out of my comfort zone and mm-hmm. it gets me thinking in a different way and that kind of helps. Yeah. And the other thing is that that shit pays way too yeah. much money. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's so funny it's like toil away at a record for somebody that's just like right. you know, it becomes part of your world, you know what I mean? Uh, and and no one has any money. <laughs> but right. then someone wants a shitty 30 second jingle for whatever right. and yeah. there's a you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of budget, mm-hmm. you know, going into this. Thing. And if it, if it, I don't know how to say, if it pops off in, in the, uh, in the, in the world, mm-hmm. 
like you said, you get sure. more of those mailbox checks. Yeah. I mean, I would love to write like like McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, man, we just went off on audio yeah. post-production for co- <laughs> shitty commercials. I'm I sure like that. that. Was I'm, I'm super interested in that stuff, though. Yeah. Because it's not something you think about every day. You hear a stupid jingle and you're like, yeah, whatever, that's annoying. But then, like, you talking about it, I'm like, oh, there's, like, an actual person in an actual st- – you just take that shit for granted that it's just – you just hear it. Yeah. That's it. But, no, there's someone that came up with that and someone that thought about these words and right. it should rhyme like this and it should do that. and Yeah, for sure. It it does uh, – I don't know. People think that kind of stuff just appears, I think, you know? Right. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So anyway, uh, but all that to say is that kind of work makes it worth it to, that allows me to do the stuff I want to do, right? you know, because those mm-hmm. budgets can be big enough that it's like, okay, well, I really want to make this record or this EP with this person. And yeah. so instead of this rate, which is our normal rate, which is a high rate because it's a good studio and, you know, I've always got a lot to learn but i'm a good engineer i'm like i'm good at what i do and i know this Mm. room really well or these rooms really well you know um Mm. but that doesn't fit into a budget for a regional or local singer songwriter you know yeah yeah so anyway it's it's worth it and i'm thankful for the work well yeah getting back to you saying you're busy like um man the whole like concert world has just gone crazy again. Yeah, for sure. I think we talked about it last time that I went to a bunch of shows. And then I, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I went to Chicago to see A Day to Remember again. So, and there's, a there's you know, all these bands I follow, they're all touring right now. Sure. Clint and Ethan are out there doing their thing. Doing their so thing. it's just That's like, awesome. yeah. It's, it's good, man. I'm glad. I don't know. Those things are happening again but yeah totally we'll see all right we should uh we should get into the show here yeah all right all right let's do some motherfucking emails all right who's first up man we actually have a pearl jam story time what kicking it back to the uh the the, uh, the old days of spd hell yeah that does seem like a long time ago yeah, I mean, I'm sure you're going to, but I have to just say it. You have to drop in. Oh, I will. The, the old school. Yeah, I will. So, uh, I'll find it. Good evening. This is uh, Storytellers. We are here to tell stories. We just have friends up here that are listening to stories. Have I got a little story for you? This is the true story. Uh, this is from Ryan Jones. Brad's found you guys a couple months ago, just in time to have you go dark for a while. LOL. Was super excited to see retrograde, the retrograde episode pop up. Have a somewhat unusual story you might find interesting. I graduated high school in '96. The first four albums were the soundtrack to my high school years. I was in a rock band throughout high school, and we covered Porch. Yellow Ledbetter, Elderly Woman, and Immortality all the time. Plus the Pearl Jam version of Sonic Reducer. Hmm. I saw saw Pearl Jam on back-to-back nights in 95. I loved the band. Ooh, 95. Oh, man, that's awesome. Back-to-back, yeah. That was my first first show was Milwaukee, 95. I wonder if he went to Milwaukee and Chicago, because those were like back-to-back. All right close to each other um in 97 i left on a two-year church mission where i didn't listen to rock music for two years upon returning in 1999 i resumed listening to the first four albums but for some totally unknown reason i never went back and listened to yield i remember having a buddy tell me it was great but i just got busy and never bought it binaural came out and i just didn't love it light years was amazing nothing as it seems and thin air were really good but most uh, most of the rest of it didn't really register. Evacuation was always fun with messed up with the messed up signature. The album didn't capture my passion at all. 
I got married, had a kid, last kiss hits the airwaves. It was catchy. My wife liked it. I thought it was just okay. I didn't buy Riot Act. Came across Bush League or somehow, which kind of bugged me. I don't mind people taking a stance either way, and I'm generally fine with bands having political takes. But given where I was with the band and general thoughts on 9-11, I thought and still think Bush Leaguer was a little tacky and didn't care for the musicality of it either. I had more kids. Avocado came out. I had no idea. I didn't hear it. Couldn't make a reference to it at all. Had more kids. Man, this guy. Hot damn. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, Backspacer came out. I remember Just Breathe getting some radio time, and I thought it was really beautiful, but never bought the album. Stopped having kids. Started playing the guitar again. Social media became a thing in my life, and I started following Pearl Jam-related accounts, still considering myself a fan, even though I had missed more than a decade of new music. Sirens get released, and I thought it was great. I bought my first Pearl Jam album since Binaural. I really enjoyed Lightning Bolt. It didn't compare to the first four, but I really enjoyed it. Started listening to Backspacer and found a couple of songs I really liked. I gave Avocado a listen and hated it, but in general, started listening to Pearl Jam more regularly. We moved, and my new neighbor was a huge Pearl Jam fan. We started discussing the band with regularity. We would sing along as one of us would play acoustic versions of songs. The first time I heard Wishlist or Thumbing My Way was via my neighbor playing it on his guitar. We bought tickets to see them in Oakland as the as part of the Gigaton tour. He kept talking up Yield and Live on Two Legs. I kept committing to listen, kept forgetting. Gigaton comes out. For the first time since No Code, I am glued to my stereo, digesting each track for a full evening, texting my neighbor as I consumed each track. Gigaton blew my mind. 18 months later, it is still in my top three Pearl Jam albums. I love it. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, this, this dude is like... Um, He's kind of all over the place, which I like. This is like yeah, a different nice. story than we've we've heard with a lot of fans. For sure. Um, COVID shutdown happens. I find myself with more opportunity to really dive into music and decided to treat Yield, Binaural, Riot Act, Avocado, and Backspacer as new albums and give, give each one of them a full month to really listen and dig in. It was amazing. A new Pearl Jam album every month. Uh, Yield. Holy smokes. How did I not listen to Yield? I've been a Pearl Jam fan since 93 and had never heard Yield up until 2020. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't even make uh, sense. And I don't I mean that in a judgmental way. It's just like, right. I'm jealous. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to hear Yield for the first time again. Holy yeah, shit. Totally. Yeah, it's crazy. Especially because that was like, that was kind of like phase three. Kind of, <laughs> you know? yeah. It was like this weird comeback record. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unbelievable. So irritated with myself for not having this album in my life for the first 22 years of its existence. Yeah, dude, Given to Fly? I like know, he right? didn't hear Given to Fly for 20 years. Right. Um, I now like all the albums, although would generally rank Riot Act, Avocado, and Backspacer lower. See, dude, he, he caught right up. <laughs> I was about to say, now, now it's not such a, a different story anymore, right? Right. <laughs> uh, I actually went through the process of ranking all Pearl Jam studio songs, uh, f f five to one, five being the best. I forced, I forced there to be an even number of each rankings. Uh, then he gets into some really num numerological um, rankings. Mm -hmm. Uh, but he, I, I thought the best. I thought this gave me my best look at album rankings using using that methodology. My albums came back as follows: uh, number eleven, Riot Act. And ten is Avocado. Nine is Backspacer. Eight is Lightning Bolt. Seven is Binaural. Six is No Code. Five is Vitology. Would be higher, but the weird songs kill it. That's something that we've heard Tons, over and over yeah. with these uh, rankings. Uh, number four is ten. Three is Yield. Two is Gigaton, and one is Versus. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, kind of a weird story of a longtime fan taking a break and then spending a year rediscovering the band and being blown away by Yield and Gigaton while learning to appreciate all the albums. Thanks for the content. Welcome back. Ryan J. Thanks, man. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting Pearl Jam fan. Uh, what do you call it? Story, mm -hmm. uh, not story, but just like 
you know, he started out like a, like most of us did and then kind of got off the train and now he's back. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, again, I'm jealous that, you know, he's getting to listen to all this stuff mm-hmm. like it's new again, you know? Or I want to say Janan kind of did that. Like she. Yeah. She, like she really had never heard to... binaural, if I remember correctly, or something like remember. that until yeah. like, you know, around the time that we were doing the pot, uh, first doing the <clears throat> podcast, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and I love that record, but all right, cool. Well, thanks again, man. All right. We got Tim Moffat. He says, uh, good day up shit Creek without brattles. <laughs> Hope you're doing well and looking out for each other. This morning I listened to the closer tracks episode. It pretty much went the same way. All these raking episodes do you chose your no- uh, number 11 tracks and I was immediately outraged. I mean, honestly, do you guys even like Pearl jam? Then you chose 10 through 8, and I was slightly less outraged, but still disappointed in you. Seriously, Brad L., what's wrong with Inside Job? Uh, we'll get back to that. I'm going to continue the re- email here. Uh, <laughs> yes. Then came 7 through 5, and I started to understand just how hard it is to rank Pearl Jam tracks. Then came 4, now I see where this is going. Then 3, nailed it. Then 2, of course. Then came number 1, and a huge smile on my face. You guys did a fucking awesome job once again, and my faith was restored. This is the cycle I go through every time you rank tra- rank tracks. It's just so darn hard to pick any real bottom of the list candidates sometimes. I know it's already been sung, but it can't be said enough. These are all good tracks. Mm-hmm. P.S. Brad B. If you go to deliver a washer and dryer, and the motherfucker you are delivering to uh, delivering to is blasting River Cross <laughs> at full volume, just know that motherfucker is me. <sighs> Peace, love, and the jam, Timmy Moffat. I like that email a lot. Yeah. Like it took me on a, a little journey. Yeah. Yeah. First uh, he's mad at us. Then yeah. he's kind of like, no, nah, the, the, I get it. And oh, then he's and like, I'm, yep, they and, did it. Yeah. I remember reading this one now that I got like, <clears throat> I got like halfway through it. But uh, that's why I waited to respond because of where it was going. Because my, you know, explanation would just be like, I have no problem with Inside Job. I think it's a great fucking song. <laughs> but. <laughs> You know, when I have to compare it to these other closers, like right. for me, yeah. it just kind of falls at the bottom, you know. But in no way do I think that's not a good song. But uh, I give vote for I think most creative, uh, you know, hello slash play on our names, the mm. good day up shit creek without a brattles. It's a pretty good one. It's pretty good, man. I have to say too, I think my favorite like. Uh, inadvertent part of this email mm-hmm. is that he sent it through his work so it's got like a, a signature type thing at the bottom oh right, right and it says follow this link for inspiring broccoli recipes hell yeah <laughs> i fucking love broccoli dude <laughs> i do too i do too so i thought <laughs> i thought that was pretty cool thanks so much tim Appreciate it, man. Yes. And, by the way, yeah, we didn't talk about it, but Tim is one of our new patrons. That's right. Yeah, well, well, let's just go ahead and do that real quick. Yeah, we can Yeah, we can go into that real quick. Before we do, can you hear the dishwasher in the background, and do I need to turn it off? Uh, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> yeah, so if you'd like to support the show, head over to patreon.com p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash single podcast theory for all that information every little bit helps and we uh appreciate everyone that contributes so mr timmy moffitt joined our list thank you so much we got anything else uh stuart morrow also signed up over there at the patreon thank you stuart thank you to both of these dudes, Timmy and Stuart. Hell yeah. We, we really do appreciate it. It means a lot. Uh, and if you want to email the show, since we're in the email section of the show, uh, it's singlepodcasttheory at gmail.com. There you go. All right, cool. Who's next? Speaking speaking of emails, uh, hi, gents. I spent the last couple of weeks listening to your Gigaton track-by-track episodes, and I have to say sincerely thank you. I wasn't underwhelmed with Gigaton. I liked it. Definitely more than Lightning Bolt or Backspicer, but I confess that I didn't love it. Your podcast really sparked a renewed interest in the record for me, and as Pearl Jam is starting to play shows again, I'm excited when I see the new songs showing up in the set list. 
It was also crazy. It was <laughs> crazy. Was it so was crazy. also crazy. <laughs> so crazy. You're so crazy, Bradell. <laughs> Uh, it was also crazy to be listening to these podcasts, which you started recording January and February of 2020, knowing that the tragedy of COVID, George Floyd, and the fallout of the 2020 election were just around the corner. And hearing you both as you maneuvered through these past challenging months just really hit home for me uh, the importance of finding positive outlets like Pearl Jam to really just maintain sanity. It was heartbreaking in the early January, February episodes to hear how excited you two were for the upcoming tour and the sense of defeat during the March, June episodes. I wish I had listened in real time as it would have been a nice coping mechanism to be relating to other Pearl Jam nerds, but in a weird way, kind of our kind of Carth. Mm-hmm. But in a weird way, kind of cathartic to listen now. So yes, thank you. No real question. Just wanted to share that. Eric B. Thanks, Eric. Yeah, thank you, dude. That's cool, man. Yeah, it's. I, I wonder what I I would think going back and listening to those episodes because I haven't. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, it would be interesting. I mean, I just I do remember that we were super fucking psyched about the shows yeah. coming up. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. Thanks again, Eric B. Uh, okay, so who's next on my list? Uh, Paul Maisie. Paul, the October, October thoughts. thoughts. Yeah. What up, Paul? Here, now that it's November. <laughs> yeah, right. How's it going, man? Good to hear from you. Uh, what up, homeboys? So toward the end of September, my wife and I hopped onto a plane to head down to San Diego to watch the first night of the Ohana Fest. I was mostly looking forward to my morning jacket, and my, my, my wife was really looking forward to Kings of Leon. When we landed and I turned the phone back on, I saw that unfortunately Kings of Leon had canceled because of their mother's de- uh, health. Imagine my happiness later on that day when it was announced that Eddie Vedder would be playing instead. I really wish it would have worked out to see Pearl Jam that Sunday night, but our work schedules just didn't allow being in San Diego that long. The festival was really, really cool. It was the first live show I'd been to since 311 Day last year, which is right around the time the world came undone. My morning jacket was on fire and in peak form. Highly recommend checking those guys out if you or any of your listeners have a chance. I really didn't know what to expect with Eddie or who would be with him. He started with a really cool rendition of R.E.M.'s Drive, ended up playing Long Road, which you may remember is written into my will to be played at my funeral, along with a couple other, uh, let's see, along with a couple of solo songs and a couple more Pearl Jam songs. Chad Smith was drumming for him and was actually a lot of fun to watch. It was really different seeing him on stage without the rest of the band, but it was really fun and I felt like he tried to put on a good show to give the people what they came for. It was really strange being in a crowd of people with no mask on. Although you had to show proof of a negative test or proof of vaccination to get in, the, uh, to get in the dude standing outside that was giving away fake vaccination cards diminished my faith in that mm-hmm. system. Yeah. Since then, I've been. Uh, since then, I've seen the Dropkick Murphys in Boise and 311 in Seattle, both of which were fun shows. Those Dropkick Murphy shows are really <laughs> something else. Yeah, that's uh, true. No, yeah, nothing better than seeing people crank it up to 110 percent and give it their all. No, no signs of anyone that was phoning it in. I've heard some of Pearl Jam's recent shows on XM, and they sound fantastic. I'm hoping that one of these days soon we find out when the Makeup 2020 tour dates will be, because I still have two tickets on my phone that are unused. Take care, and I hope to hear you guys soon. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Um, Man, that's cool that you got to go see that. I I watched a lot of video from from Ohana, and um, specifically, you know, the... (laughs) <laughs> that was the chair, right? Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, I was trying to get away from the microphone to cough, and then I just made a louder squeaker. Noise. Yeah, I got yeah, you. Squeak. <laughs> what was I saying? Oh yeah, Eddie's band was pretty cool. You know, Glenn Hansard, Chad Smith, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Josh. Um, I don't remember who else, but yeah, some of those performances that I heard sound really, really great. It's again, we you know. Was it? What did we talk about last? I mean, we know we talked about. Did our our last show was before Ohana, right? Yeah. Okay. We yeah, talked that about, was about see to here now. That's right. Right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it was really cool. That was a really cool. The Ohana set list was really cool too. I can't remember the highlights, but I remember reading it, going, "Oh shit, 
man, they really packed a lot of new new stuff up front. I feel like yeah, I remember, totally. which is pretty great, you know. So thanks again, Paul. Yeah, dude. Do you ever look at your phone and just look at your tickets? No, I try not to think about it because it's just it just sucks. And like, I'm cool now, but there was a period there where where it was Mm. really hard for me to not just get my money back on the tickets because yeah, you know what I mean. God, it seems like so long ago now, but I'm glad I'm glad I've hung on to them. I don't want to go through the trouble of trying to get Mm. fucking tickets again. So anyway, uh, what else we got? That is it. That's the, the emails. emails. <laughs> Again, if you want to email the show, singlepodcasttheory at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the show, patreon.com slash singlepodcasttheory. Now, let's talk about Long Way. Before we get into that, oh. we have to mention, since the last episode we put out, we were guests on oh, another that's podcast. Right. That's right. And I mean, I posted about it on the, uh, the socials, but... We need to talk about it here real quick. Hell yeah. The the Here 30 podcast, H-E-A-R, Here 30 podcast. We talked with those dudes about a Pink Floyd album. Yeah. Metal. Yeah. It was a lot of fun for me. That was fun. That was fun for me, too. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. I mean... <laughs> No, I mean I you, you'll I hear. Really you get time. to hear. I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but you you could listen to my thoughts on a Pink Floyd album that I'd never heard before. None of those songs were familiar. Yeah, it wasn't one of their big records, as far as you know. When you're comparing it to Dark Side of the Moon or right, The yeah, Wall or yeah, you know whatever, yeah. but yeah, yeah, definitely go check that out. It was it was a lot of fun talking to the boys. All right. So now is it time? Now it's time. Now it's time. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. So we've got a new single from Eddie Vedder, Long Way. And we've had the Flag Day soundtrack. I can't remember. It's been out for a little bit now. I think over a month. Yeah, something like that. And uh, lots of great performances and songs, in case you don't know, from Glenn Hansard. Cat Power, obviously Eddie, uh, his daughter Olivia uh, is featured on at least two tracks, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And um, it's actually a good... Now, I mean, of course, a lot of this is right in my wheelhouse. Like, I, I do like Glenn Hansard already. Obviously, I love Eddie. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about Eddie's daughter making an appearance, which I thought was really cool. And At Ohana? Well, I just mean on the, just, on, on the on record. The, oh, okay, you know yeah, I mean? okay. Having a release yeah. now. And um, and then uh, Cap Hour, who I've been a fan of since, like, You're Free, which was produced by Adam Casper and had Eddie Vedder and Dave Grohl and um, I think a few other kind of 90s... Seattle. Seattle slash grunge kind of mm-hmm. mainstays or whatever, so... Go back and check. If you don't listen to Cat Power, she's got like a wide range of stuff. Like one record does not sound like the other record. But mm. uh, You Are Free, I feel like, is a good one to go back and start. And uh, I don't know. I listened to that record a ton back in the day. So she's great. So how would you feel? How'd you, well, should we talk about, like, not really talk about the movie, but just the fact that... Um, what this movie is before, well, I guess we should do Long Way first. Huh? Yeah, let's do Long let's do Way long real way. quick. Or first, I should so say. So what do you think? Um, I like it. I know we talked a little bit about it last time, but yeah. it does it does sound like Tom Petty. It's great. Especially, yeah, on the, on the word freeway. When he gets <laughs> to that, he kind of drags it out. Right. It sounds very much like 90s, early 90s. Tom Petty, which is my favorite. Yeah. Uh, and so I like the song a lot. Dude, this is one of my favorite <clears throat> things Eddie has done in like a, yeah, a long totally. time, man. Like Me too. I listened to it, I don't know, probably three times in a row uh, again before, you know, driving to the studio today. And I, I liked it mm-hmm. more each time. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I, um, I always feel like I have to defend myself because I'm not the biggest Eddie Vedder solo Mm-hmm. Fan, right, not right. into the the um, 
ukulele stuff and what's the other movie that he did into the wild the soundtrack yeah into the wild like i don't love that stuff um a couple of those songs i like a lot um and part of it is those songs are made for like to fit into certain scenes right so they're not very like fleshed out three and a half four minute songs so but my point is this song is like you know eddie fronting a um more like mature adult contemporary band Hmm. I hate those words, but yeah. I, yeah. I know, I know, but I don't know. How would you describe it? Because I mean, it doesn't sound right. like Pearl Jam. No. It doesn't sound like Pearl no. Jam. I mean, um, it's, it's, it's very Tom Eddie's. Petty. I mean, yeah, I yeah. I don't see that as like a. I, I, I love the, the way it sounds very Tom Petty. It's like yes. a, hearing a true like influence on a songwriter, you know? Singer, yeah, singer, songwriter, rock band. I guess yeah. that's a little bit. Sure more palatable than uh adult contemporary right yeah was, that just makes me think like Celine Dion or something uh, <laughs> i don't know but i know i mean yeah. i'm, I'm, I'm I not correct you. about that that's just my own little bias there or whatever but let's <laughs> let's go ahead and start listening to it yeah crank it up It's those hard panned acoustic hits, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Those yeah. kind of uh, That's so kind of uh almost reminds me of maybe like learning to fly or mm-hmm. something like that. Trying hard not to awaken the voice of regret in his ear. He can't escape the I mean, what a simple... I mean, that's the other thing that makes it so brilliant in that Tom Petty way is that um, that chorus is so simple. Mm-hmm. And it's still... And, like, the lyric isn't anything, like, special, right? It's not, like, poetry. Right. It's like the wrong way on the freeway. Right, <laughs> right. But it's like you feel it, you know? Yeah. It's like yeah. it means something to you somehow. Yeah. It evokes that just, like, driving down the down the highway with nobody around absolutely you know with 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 some shit heavy shit on your mind you know yeah yeah listen to some eddie better looked up to see who played electric on this like who did that lead yeah it'd be interesting to know i i was just thinking though that um we should have mentioned <clears throat> he this is like the first single off a new solo record called earthling yes 
that's I don't know when it's coming out. Hopefully here shortly, soon. Yeah, I can't. I mean, if this song is any indication of what the record's going to be like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty psyched. Yeah, I me mean, too. Obviously, I don't think it's going to be a full record of long ways, but um, right. but it's still it's like. I'm interested to hear what it's going to be. Well, that's what I mean. Like, uh, it's not going to be ukulele songs, and it's not going to be. Um, I forgot what it's called again. Um, what's the uh, soundtrack? Into the wild. Into the wild. It's not going to be like short, super acoustic solo stuff. Maybe it it's is. Like a, it sounds well. Hopefully, if this song is any indication, it's right. going to be more of like a full rock band that'd be cool thing. that'd be real cool make me make me real happy yeah totally well well done, Eddie Vedder, and whoever your crew was for that. <laughs> yeah, um, that's pretty amazing. Eddie and the Eddie and the Vetters. Eddie and the Vetters. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's start talking about Flag Day, the soundtrack. And um, I don't know. I mean, this is like a collection of songs, like we kind of mentioned earlier. I don't know if you have any little nuggets about this whole thing, but. Um, there's like a, a musical team uh, to put together the soundtrack for this Sean Penn film. Mm-hmm. Um, again, including Cat Power, Glenn Hansard, uh, Olivia Vedder, Eddie Vedder, um, and others. And I, I don't know. I think, you know, I've never been a big fan of soundtracks. It's usually just always felt like what it is. It's like... Uh, I don't know, a bunch of people throw a song into a pile and uh Yeah, most of most random, soundtracks not very yeah. cohesive, you know. Yeah. Most soundtracks sound feel like like the record company just threw in a bunch of songs, like you said, in a pile. Yeah. But then there's some like this or like singles or it seemed like in the nineties there was a bunch, uh maybe not a bunch, but like a few that were like we're going to take every metal band and put like a B-side of every metal band on our, on our soundtrack. Sure. You know? You know, yeah. It, but this is more of like a, um, not a, a, a true comparison, but like this is more like um, one of the, like Goodwill Hunting, you know, Elliot mm-hmm. Smith and. Right. And all, I mean, that was, that, that collection kind of, especially because of Elliot Smith, like stood on its own. And I feel like. Yeah. This this is one where you could just say, these people collaborated and made a record, mm-hmm. and that I would have believed it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it sounds more like that than it does something concocted for a uh, for a movie soundtrack. You know? Right. Um. So what did what did you think about what you heard? I mean, my father's daughter is like I don't even know if I can get through us listening to it now know, without like, breaking down crying. I've had yeah, <laughs> I've, I've been in a very um, emotional place lately, and I was, when I had to like re-listen to these songs, yeah, you know, to well, be a fucking professional and do my job, I was like, God right. damn it! First of all, the movie Flag Day is about um, like a woman coming to terms with the relationship with her father who was like a con man when her and her brother were growing up. Huge counterfeiter, yeah. Yeah, so that's one aspect. The other second aspect is Sean Penn is is directing, but he's also starring in it Mm -hmm. with his kids. Yeah, it's his His daughter is the daughter in a movie. Right. So that's like, oh, wow, like as a father, like to work with your kid, your daughter especially, um, that's cool. And then the song, <laughs> the soundtrack, there's, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's two songs with Olivia. Eddie and Olivia Vetter, yeah. his daughter, who's, yeah. she's 16, 17. She's young, man. It's like, so then you listen to that song and like immediately her voice is awesome. She's like, got a I great think, voice. Uh, yeah. And then you listen to the lyrics and it's like, you, you hear tons of songs about like, 
parents to their kids. You hear songs about like husbands and wives, but you don't hear a song about a daughter like standing by her father's side. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I mean, I don't know if there's very many songs like that. So just to know that it's Eddie and his daughter and the words that she's saying, you know, kind of evoke that like, I don't care what he's done in his past, but like, I'm going to stand by him. Right. And then I don't know if you saw, but I think we talked, uh, talked about earlier. She, she performed this song at Ohana Mm -hmm. and dude, did you, did you watch that? Cause dude, how the fuck she is like the spitting image of Eddie, like the way she's holding the mic and the way she's singing into the mic, and like she kind of tilts her head like him. Right. I was like, holy it's shit. Weird, yeah. Like, it's like, whoa, that was really, like, really cool. Sure. Um, and then every once in a while, she, she'd have that, like, super serious, like, I'm singing this, this song. Mm-hmm. And then she'd look and get, like, a big smile on her face. I'm, I'm assuming she was looking over at her dad, like, side stage. And then she'd go right back to singing. And, <laughs> yeah. and what is uh there's a there's a line in the song and now i can't remember what it is i think she says like they can go to hell or something yeah. like that come hell and water. she gets yeah. this like um almost like she's embarrassed to swear right like in front of like her dad and like his friends i don't i could totally be misreading that probably but it's just funny <laughs> i don't think eddie vetter raised kids where they're like no you can't say hell uh, yeah, but you still, I don't know. Um, I don't know, man. Well, let's listen to it. I doubt he was like that, but yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> let's just listen to it. How about that? I'll be on the riches. Rare is the blood moon you show, then cover up your tracks. And through the thinning branches, I watched your taillights turn and wonder if you're ever coming back. I am my father's daughter, come hell or how Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Jesus. <laughs> Her, like, jazzy voice with this real laid-back bass line. Yeah, it's, there's very little going like, on in this right. track. It's piano, yeah. bass, simple drums, and then her voice. And it's just mm-hmm. like, fuck. And another thing that I forgot to mention, Eddie's got a song, Pearl Jam, um, my father's son yeah and that song is super angry yeah it's dark and, and fucked up like a just a punch in the face to his his father so then this is like the flip side of that where she's you know yeah. not angry at all you know yeah like standing up for him that like oh that just gets me yeah there's like i've probably said this before but there's like there's one of the songs that's got a that's beautiful melancholy to it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah it's not like sad sad like someone dead sad but it's sad it's conflicted Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of love in it you know what i mean yeah never gonna leave him despite the right so wrong I've got you and I hope that you know And now I'm right behind you There's a light, there's a light that shines wherever you go I am my father's daughter Come here Or how Well, and it's so short. It's like less than mm-hmm. three minutes long. Yeah. And man, 
it makes you wish it was longer, but I'm also glad it isn't. Yeah, <laughs> you it doesn't, it doesn't like, need to be. Yeah, no, it's it's just like it stops right at the right time. I feel like it's lovely. Her voice is great, man. Yeah, super Which is, emotive. You know, you always think, uh, oh wow, that's just so and so's kid. That's yeah. the only reason they they got a chance, you know. And then you hear her voice, and you're like, mm, "All right, <laughs> she's pretty good. She's real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this isn't just nepotism, right?" Um, all right, so let's go ahead and move on to um, the title track. Let's listen to a little bit of that and talk about it. How about that? Mm-hmm. Here's Flag Day. I mean, obviously, obviously. This is Eddie World right here. You can just right. hear it right from the beginning <laughs> right. before there's a vocal or anything. Yeah. Oh, this is written and performed by Eddie and Glenn Hansard. Yeah. Lock it up and burn it to the ground. A man must have his reasons. Open sticks and moving all around. The choice was never ours to make. What you think about this one, Brad? Just kind of generally. Um, I kind of like. I don't know how to say this, like without sounding like pretentious, mm-hmm. but like it sounds like a dark, important song, right? Yeah, you know? yeah, Just for sure. That guitar, kind of that quick guitar riff, I guess, and Eddie the way he's singing real low. Yeah. It's definitely like, yeah, very minor, minor chords, dark, tense. Drifting back and forth across state lines, the odds were never even. I could definitely see this in a movie. I haven't seen the movie, but I could see this being kind of like a montage, absolutely type song. Like, yeah, I don't know. Sean Penn like hitchhiking down a dusty road, trying to get away. Yeah, <laughs> something for sure. I don't know. I have, there's, I guess, is the car reference just then in that verse that we were just listening to. Yeah, but two two songs popped into my mind, and all three of these songs are very different, but something connects them somehow, which is and not just the car theme, but um, the Bruce Springsteen song "Stolen Car." Which is amazing if you've never heard it. It's like an acoustic, you know, one of his acoustic jams from back in the day. Mm-hmm. And then um, Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anyone fucking says. Fast Car by Tracy Chapman is amazing. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. Still, I heard it somewhere, li- literally like within the last two weeks. And I was like, mm-hmm. God damn, it's still so. I mean, like, yeah. it holds up, you know? Man, her voice and what that song is about. That was like one of the first songs that like made me like get more mature, I guess. Because uh-huh. <laughs> like, you know, when I was younger, like in grade school, I was all like, oh, Def Leppard and Guns N' Roses, those oh, that kind gotcha. of music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that song came out like 90, 89? Yeah, I think it was and 90. I was you know, like 14, 15. Yeah. And like, I hear that song and like, you know, if I was 10, I would have been like, what's this slow crap? I can't listen <laughs> to this. But no, I was like just the right age to, to hear it and to feel it and to be like, oh, this isn't metal, but I, why do I like this? Like, right. this is really good, you know? Sure. And I was just like, oh, I can listen to other kinds of music and be okay with that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's funny. That's cool. I mean, it's a good song for that to happen to you with, you know? Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. That's because I, I think I could relate to wanting to get away, like everyone does, especially that age, maybe fourteen, fifteen. Like, I want to get in a fast car and get the hell out of here for sure. Yeah, stolen cars the same way. Um, what's the lyric? I'm gonna fuck it up now for stolen car. Like the kind of the chorus <laughs> lyric is something. I might miss a word here and there, but I'm driving a stolen stolen car. Oh fuck! Which avenue? Down something avenue. Each night I wait to get caught, but I never do. Like mm. this, just this driving around in a stolen car, aimlessly, hoping to get fucking caught, mm. and it never happens. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I like that song though, Flag Day. It's good. It, yeah, um, yeah. Th- there's just so much stuff on this on this soundtrack and we're only listening to, to three of them and i chose the the last one we're going to listen to and talk about just because i felt like like i was talking about earlier it reminds me of the kind of cat power stuff from when i first started listening to her with mm-hmm. you're free or whatever it's kind of fucked up it's kind of weird it's real short um yeah. but it's you know it's not like an acoustic or piano based kind of thing that well you know those last two songs that we just heard were amazing but they're kind of you know they fit the the formula too you know right. and there's nothing like crazy weird about them or anything whereas this right. one's just a little bit more aggressive and kind of dark mm-hmm. and, a little more <laughs> yeah yeah um well and if you think about you know even for me if you if for those of you that don't know anything about this movie, maybe you don't want to or whatever, but I think it is worth it to at least like watch the trailer because trailers right. are good nowadays. And that's one of the things I, I watched to kind of get ready for this episode in case we talked anything about the movie. Mm. But, um, but it kind of makes some of these songs make more, it, even the trailer makes the content of some of these songs make a lot of sense. Yeah, and well, the, if you watch the video for my father's daughter, that's mm-hmm. kind of like a trailer, right? In, that's in true. Itself. It's true. There's a lot of it's all footage from the movie, and you get a taste of what the movie is. And and to me, it was also the juxtaposition of you know what I think the most important track so far in my listen is this soundtrack, which is my father's daughter. Um, it's kind of the it's a weird antithesis. I can see it being the the opposite side, the yin to the yang kind of thing, where when you're talking about a story like this, yeah, you, at the end of the day, you love, you know, in this case, you love your father and you're going to stand by him, which is that whole my father's daughter thing. But mm-hmm. there's going to be periods where you're fucking pissed. Yeah. Right? And it feels mm-hmm. like this This is kind of that, that, that flavor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. So let's just go ahead and kind of cue it up here and see what we got. Dark verbed out electric guitar. Mm-hmm. I feel violent. I feel innocent. I am older. A little bit angry with the repetitive fuck y'all. <laughs> yeah. I like it. She kept it southern though. I like it. <laughs> I was kind of half listening to this the first time I listened to it. And I was like, kind of paying attention, but not totally. Right. And then that fuck y'all, that first one. <laughs> yeah. Where it's kind of like spoken. Yeah, sure. In like really, if you got headphones on, it's like it's right in your ears. Yeah. And, and I like perked up, like, oh, what is this? And then she says it three more times. Yeah, I'm like, this is fun. Like, I gotta listen to this again. Yeah, this is a good headphone song. It's yeah. Fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. 
Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I love that, dude. I love the the slow build, all the the weird electric guitar little this is noisy and chaotic feedback yeah yeah feedback yeah sure man Um, it's cool that's a that's a cool angry song hell yeah uh i mean and you know there's other songs like uh i think of angels is another cat power song that's on the other end of the spectrum it's super kind of pretty and chill and i think it's piano and vocal and um, as you did before is a cool one. There's, I mean, there's just a few cool songs. It's definitely worth. I don't know if you'll listen to it and love the whole thing, but it's got enough good shit on it for sure. I feel like to, to warrant a listen through, if you haven't done it already. But that's just me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's good to listen to some new music though. I didn't totally. I don't think I realized yeah. how badly I needed some new music. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's different sounding than just straight up Pearl Jam, which is for always sure. cool. Yeah, absolutely. Now if we could just make it to those goddamn shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ugh. Another episode gone by. <laughs> Where we long no, for the, the Pearl, no Jam Pearl Jam shows. Tour announced for us. It's crazy because like I mean I know they're, you know, first in, last out. They were like one of the, I, I want to say they were the first to cancel. I think they were. I mean, it was the NBA and then Pearl Jam. Yeah. And then all the festivals canceled. And then, yeah. Like right. Yeah. At, like and at now it's like hours. pretty much everything is back to, you know, tour cycles. Like everyone's out there. Yeah. It was a little hairy at first. Some of these tours or shows got canceled. Um, but it's been a little while since I've heard of anyone canceling. So yeah, I think I think it's just more important to to think about, and maybe this has nothing to do with it. But the thing that comes to my mind is that all these festivals are usually in outdoor, outdoor, places. and they're also yeah. in places where vaccination rates are probably higher. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're doing shows in Nashville, St. Louis, like mm-hmm. different parts of the Midwest, uh, yeah, they're yeah they're they're playing it safe a hundred percent. Yeah, you know, which means which it's I get it. Gonna be a while, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna mm-hmm. be a minute, <laughs> motherfucker. I mean, that's just me being selfish, you know. Yeah, they got to do what they got to do, but they'll yeah they'll be back they'll be back and we'll be, be back, back right and there with them. We'll be in our fucking sixties and <laughs> they'll they'll just be holograms on the stage. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, man, that was fun. Let's get the fuck out. That of was. Here. How about that? How All about right, that? dude. If you want to email the show, singlepodcasttheory at gmail dot com. If you want to support the show patreon.com p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash single podcast theory until next time i'm brad lyons and i'm brad blazik saying i lived every moment wishing the past would disappear Mm, mm, mm. bye (laughs) bye